Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi everyone, it's your iconic bestie, a Chiang baby. Welcome back to another episode of my podcast, The Queen's Archives. Each week we welcome a special guest right here into the Queen's Quarters to laugh, shake some ass, drink some Prosecco and get real baby, okay? Today's guest is an icon, a true legend, the queen of pop culture and a woman I truly look up to. Please welcome to the show, Taffy Baby! Oh my gosh. Everybody sit down. Everybody sit down. Stop clapping. Oh my god. No. Keep the applause. Keep the applause. No. I'm very babes, excited to be here. Very excited. I'm so freaking happy that you're here. Thank you so much for joining us out here in the Queen's Archives, baby. Of course. It's an honor and a pleasure. I love it. Babes, can I ask before we get into the nitty gritty and to the juice and the meat, when was the mm. last time you made a man cry? Oh my God, like yesterday. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> I do it all the time. Um, when I date men, I tell them, I think that you're going to regret this if you're mean to me. And on a regular, regular basis, these men text me and they're like, I'm sorry. And I'm just like, I'm, I told you, I tried to tell you. So recently I had somebody I had been casually seeing um, mm. reach out to me and be like, I'm sorry, I messed it up. And I was like, I you know, first of all, I said, who is this? And that was mean of me. That was not nice of me to do. <laughs> no, you had you had to let him know what's good, to. was popping, he, where he was. He gave me the opening. He, he gave me the opportunity, and I had to say that. But I think it must be hard. <laughs> it's hard because I think they can just check my, like, TikTok and see that I'm fine, and that can't be healthy for the ego. And I think sometimes... No. You know, like I was really nice to them. I'm, I'm never the mean one. I'm never, ever the mean one. I can be mean, but somebody has to be mean first. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So he was like, I'm so sorry. I'm going through so much. And he started crying. And I was like, are you okay? And he goes, yeah, I'm just so stressed at work. And I said, oh, my God. <laughs> that's so funny. I thought you called me. Um, you should talk to <laughs> HR. You should talk to your supervisor. Um, I'm not a nurse or a friend. So period. Goodbye. But yeah, that happens all the time. They expect me to they see me to be so sensitive and I don't know what about me gives like mommy. I'm not your mommy. I have the only person I'm a mommy to is Margelina Jolie Pessoa. She's sitting next to me. It's my tabby. That's the only person I'm mommy to. But all these other dudes, they see you as like this emotional, like open heart person. And like, oh my God, I can come to her with all my problems. Uh, that's going to cost you a copay here too, babe. You're very much the baddest bitch I know in my in my life <laughs> and very much the the very much the, the baddest bitch I know in my generation. So mm. for them to even mm. cross that boundary, I'm coming to, to them on behalf of you as a backhanded slap. I gave you VIP and then I told you, you're going to hate it when you go back to GA. You're going to hate it. Ah! No, because what was that? Well, I'm dead you because know? what was that TikTok? I'm finna, I'm finna be in the pit. That's what they're going to oh do. Oh my God, that poor. I'm dead. If you guys who are listening who don't know what I'm talking about or we're talking about, please go on TikTok and, and search I'm finna be in the pit and understand because that is what all these men who are crying because our queen, Tatiana, well, is a bad bitch. 
You know, why do you think they call it pitiful? Why do you think they call it pitiful? You know, <laughs> you gotta be, you in the pit. That that poor girl, though, she must have practiced that like three, four times. And she said, okay, this one sounds good. That hurts me for her. It does. I'm dead. But baby, listen, the last time I mm-hmm. cried was mm-hmm. because of a, was a, of a friend. And That's um, a hard one. That's a hard one. It's, it's, a, it's hard a hard one. one, you know, which brings us to the topic of our <clears throat> conversation today. Mm-hmm. Which is really about friendship and the messy in-betweens of friendship and honestly just what it takes to be a good friend. And Mm -hmm. on top of Mm -hmm. that, just the hardships of friendship breakups because nobody really talks about that. All of us are telling each other, go get out of that. Boy, get out of that. Listen, he didn't deserve you. But when it comes to friends, it's a different kind of pain and experience. Babes, have you mm-hmm. ever experienced a friendship breakup? Oh my God, absolutely. I went through two last fall. <laughs> like, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. I think the majority of my friendship breakups in my life, they do not happen all the time. But when they do, it's always weird. I'm not a big religious person. I'm a spiritual person. And that is because I don't like people telling me what I can and cannot do and cannot, cannot say to my, mm-hmm. you know, my creator. I feel like that's, he knows me the best. Leave me alone. Stay out of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Period. So, so I feel like um, when I'm really, really heartbroken, when I'm going through something really hard, but it has to be really, really hard. I like do this thing. Have you seen the movie Twister? Yes, I have. You know, when the grandma gets on her knees to pray before she blows up. That's you. <laughs> but I, that, I, I will do that. That's how I know I'm like really, really heartbroken. When I get on my knees and get on my bed and I'm like, oh my God, I am so in so much pain. That's only happened in my life like less than five times. But weirdly, last summer, I felt like something was like wrong in my spirit. Like I can't explain it, but I felt un- I felt a discomfort when I was sharing things with my friends. But I couldn't decipher what that discomfort was. So I got mm-hmm. on my bed. I like got on my knees by my bed and I said... If there's anybody that doesn't really love me, could you just show me? And within the next two weeks, two of my like best friendships fell apart. And I think it's truly because they counted on me to struggle for way longer. And they had expected to be someone that I could um, maybe even look up to or that would have to like give them words of support. They did not ever expect that I could ever be okay on my own two feet. And... I think it's really easy for people to give you advice when you're like suffering, but when you're doing well, I think it's even harder for people to give you a congratulations. That's really important that you're saying because as in, did you feel in any point that these friendships that sort of broke down, did you ever feel some kind of toxicity? Because as in based off what you think or your definition of toxic is, did you ever feel like that's a red flag? That's weird. That's something that I should probably be thinking of. Yes, definitely. With one friend, I know for a fact, this person used to tell people, I know I'm a bad person because I can't be happy for her. And it's a very close knit group of friends. My other friends let me know this, but we would talk about in a way where, you know, this person just isn't in the right mental state. This person has always dealt with a lot of jealousy. It's misdirected. It's not me that she's mad at. It's herself. You know what I mean? It's It's not me. 
because you know for what we do we risk being disagreed with and we risk discomfort every day and that is a courage that i see in few people my mom is the bravest person i know she has done so many cool fucking things you go mj you go baby but like Period. she's done <laughs> you know like she's done so much cool shit like her story when my mom and my dad split up it inspired her to go get her license to become a financial advisor and now she's running shit you know what i mean she's still friends with people that she was their receptionist for and now she's above like it's her she has worked her ass off right even she will be like i declined i declined an interview today i told them to leave my name out of this piece this article whatever because people come to her for wisdom or insight you know what i mean for mm -hmm. the pieces that they're writing it takes a lot of and i realized in that moment like i give my full legal name and i give my full opinion and i let them see my face and where i come from and i let people know me and same with you that takes a lot of courage and sometimes people i maybe even of our generation we have dedicated so much of our time to like profiles with our face and only our opinions and we've created this like safe haven of like where we are the main character that i think being courageous enough to like open yourself up to another world where people do not know you and they get to decide if you're likable or not even mm -hmm. if you decide that you are likable it doesn't matter people can decide that takes a lot of courage and i think people see us doing that and that does trigger some kind of envy again i don't think it's has anything personal to do with me but i was the face of that i was you know yeah it does and babe i have dealt with in the last you know few years and mm -hmm. like kind of like my come up like i was doing mm -hmm. something different before i was as a, as a content creator and before i got mm -hmm. this kind of recognition so mm -hmm. i just want to know your experience of like really like going from you know whatever you are to one million or a hundred whatever mm -hmm. that energy was like and how your friends who knew you before you got to this space like how was that because for me i felt mm -hmm. like every time i was talking about my wins and mm -hmm. the the people who are my close friends were like oh but my time what what about me da, da, da. i'm like okay i just want you to be happy for me what was that experience for you it's hard because you know like when you talk about the things that people have done to you or like the way that people have made you feel it's hard because you also want to say like the worst part is that how much i love them like there were so many things that people say said to me mm -hmm. um from specific people but those bad times it's like talking about like any time kind of toxic relationship whether it be romantic paternal at work it's hard because they look at you like, what a bitch. I'm like, you don't know about the laughter. Cause I'm sure that with your friends, there's you were friends with them for a reason. I always have to tell myself that. You love them for a reason, you're not an idiot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there are very lovable parts to people that do not wish well for you. And that's the worst part. So yeah, of course I was always struggling. I was always struggling, but it was very self-inflicted struggle because I didn't think that people would like me if I wasn't fun. And I'm I'm writing a, a book right now, and I, I, I hold up, hold up! <laughs> no, don't just say that like you're I telling am. me your 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 order at McDonald's. Period. Uh, say, I want you to say that with your chest. No, I, I am. I, I'm writing a book, but it's interesting because you start, it's like when you started doing content creation, probably it's like you start with an idea of what you want to do and you find yourself within it. Like when you're in it, like it turns out to be something completely different. I never thought I'd be doing series on TikToks. You know what I mean? I always knew I'd be do, talking mm -hmm. about culture, but it's weird how you like find yourself talking about things. And the thing that I t I've been talking about the most is identity. And sometimes, you know, I talk to my mom about identity 
identity a lot, you know, because we are people and we're always evolving. And sometimes I'll be like, you were always mad at me and like you never told me I was pretty and like that's when I'm like mad and she's like yes I did or I was never mad at you I was tired and you're like you know what she did she did tell me I was pretty and like that's mm -hmm. right she she was like a single mom with three moms it's weird how like you create an identity within yourself and like you project that onto the world because that's what we feel is just and what we have to do and a lot of the times it's just us running with our minds, right? So during friendships, I think I would do the same thing. So when I tell you I was always a struggle friend, I felt like the struggle friend. I don't think my friends saw me that way. You know what I mean? I think they saw me as someone with a lot of potential. And potential is like a dirty word. I hate that word. Because people with potential, they feel like the opportunities are going to fall on their lap or they're going to be discovered one day on the street. Like it's They're just going to become one day without having to do the work. And I was definitely living in that energy. So my friends saw me all the time in credit card debt because I had to go to every party and I had to get drunk all the time. And I was drunk all the time so I wouldn't wake up at a good time time and go to the gym and have a nice breakfast and you know and then I um I or I couldn't afford because I spent all my money the night before on Ubers and then I'm gonna go to another party tonight so I have to get I was just always like running from something but I thought I was being the person that they needed me to be because if I wasn't fun and I wasn't struggling what was my identity in the group you know where did you get to that point where I was like this is it's about you it's you finding your own identity in this friendship group or like did you end friendships there like, what what made you be like okay I don't want to be the, the struggle friend I don't want to be this kind of friend I this is the kind of friendships I deserve and this is the boundaries I'm creating like what got you to that point baby well I was in a relationship I was in a relationship for a long time and what it's funny because when you're in a relationship and I'm a kind of person that like when I'm with you nobody else exists on this earth like Jason Momoa and David Beckham could like be pulling at me in a bar and I'd be like none of you I have a baby at home I have my baby like I like you know I'm too loyal for my own good and honestly I somebody said that to me when they were breaking up with me they were like would you give me another chance and I was like this is years ago and I was like maybe and they'd be like you're too loyal for your own good I would just hurt you again I'd be like damn motherfucker why are you fucking playing with my psyche right now like what the fuck is wrong with you but it's true like uh so I was in a relationship so I wasn't at this point in my life looking or so concerned with the male gaze because I was so deeply in love with this person and then my struggles started becoming like a introspective because when you're in a relationship you're like faced with like your worst fucking fears when you're single you can kind of like play differently but when you're in a relationship and you want it to last you have to kind of like work on yourself and like face the shit about yourself that you don't like being in that relationship one i wasn't shy anymore that men didn't find me attractive like i wasn't looking for a boyfriend two um i we were constantly talking about each other all the time to each other he grew up very differently from me and he had a lot of different issues uh -huh. than i did and i was really like learning a lot about people and relationships through that relationship more than any other romantic relationship so something weird happened i started not giving a fuck about what people thought about me online so i started talking more and more and more and more about like pop culture and the things and on my stories and i started getting a little bit more followers from that and i remember some close friends of mine were like what do you think you're doing like do you think you're like a blogger and i was like no i'm just being i call it fuckless like i just i'm fuckless right now like i don't care mm -hmm. and the person i was dating at the time while he was really self-conscious with himself 
He never thought anything I did was embarrassing. It's crazy. I could have thrown up on the bar like, and he would be like, huh, that was crazy. Like he would not care at all, you know? And that kind of bled into me, like that kind of absorbent, non-judgmental. It, when you stop judging people, you stop judging yourself. And that's nuts. I did not expect that. So at that time I was um, like a head of community culture at this production studio in New York and but really I was a receptionist because they were like, here's your title. Guess what? You get to sit at the front and you get to answer phones. You stupid motherfuckers. So then they're, and they're like, can you send this email for me? Can you print this for me? I'm like, ah, oh, they got me again, you know? But from that point, um, I, because I was sharing so much. See, people think that if you don't have followers, it, nothing matters. I was posting so much at this time on Instagram stories about pop culture of the day and like what I knew about celebrities and my opinion on things that I had a friend uh, that was mm-hmm. friends with a producer. And this producer had left Vice to go work for a startup <laughs> company from these two dudes. And these two dudes, Greg and Tom, Greg was one of the original seven of Instagram and Tom was one of the original like 20 of Facebook, right? So they left and they came to New York and they were like, we want to start our own network and we want to fund these creators and we want to have eventually like our own channel, like an MSNBC, but it's just constant live um, creators, right? And so she told me that her producer friend that was working for these two dudes asked her, do you know anybody that like, they're looking for a pop culture person? Do you know anybody that like would be good for this? And she goes, and Teffy, I told her, I know this one person that can't shut the fuck up. And I told her, it's you. And she said it to me like that. And her name's Jess Lee. I love Jess Lee. I knew her. We had gone out a few times, but she didn't know me, know me. So she set us up with a meeting. I showed up. And at this point, I was so fuckless, I knew I was gonna go home to my man regardless. It's crazy what that does for you. It's crazy what, it, it's crazy what stability will do for a person, right? So they asked me to just get in front of people, like 100 people, and talk for 15 minutes. And I was the, the people in the audience, I had no idea, were other people auditioning for this slot. And I was the only one that got it. They ended up auditioning <laughs> 500 people. And from that point, when they called me that night and they're like, we're going to offer you a contract because you talked for 15 minutes about Harry Styles going to the Met Gala. I told them, well, men wear lace and it fucks Mm -hmm. with me because Mm -hmm. you can't see where their nipple ends. So they're just like a huge, you can't see the outlining of the nipple. So it just looks humongous. So I was talking about that for 15 minutes. In fact, I asked for a little bit longer and they said, no, that's good. And I was like, oh losers but if i had to write i could write a book on that look harry under lace that is when that change stop started that's when i started with my friends i started walking differently started talking differently i started talking like i had done something i had fine i had all this potential and all my friends always thought i was funny but i was always the kind of friend that's like god when is she gonna get it together and they they needed me to continue continue getting it together to make themselves feel good because if they were doing a bad job at work, at least they weren't as bad as I was. And then I did something that everybody was so scared to do, especially when people want to be seen and heard when they know. You know as a kid when you want to be seen and you want the spotlight on you. Like there's that saying, you know you, what your destiny is as a child. The trick is to going back to that in your adult life when society says not to, you know? So I had done that. I had finally found a place where I had done something with my potential and I was brave enough to touch it. And that's when a couple friends started acting really weird with me and, or they would say things to my friends like, I would have that job if I was pretty like Teffy. And I was like, one, that's fucking nuts. And two- Wait, 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 wait. 
Yeah. People would say this to other people. Yeah, to our friends. Because I would complain and I'd be like, you know, this person is so different with me or whatever. And they'd be like, she's going through something really hard, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But we always talked about it with like love and care. You know what I mean? Like that's so sad to say because two, it, I know a lot of beautiful people that can't do what we do, you know? And they do yeah. what they're good at. And I, I probably couldn't do that either. But um, Can I ask, did they like not... Like, you're so talented, Teffy. Like, even just knowing you, you know, beyond just, like, your space. Like, you know, like, you're so talented. Like, everything you've done since I've come across you. But they were being like, oh, if I was this, like, Teffy, this is what I can do. But no, you're talented. You're that bitch. And they couldn't see this as your friends? That's crazy to me. I think the worst part is that they could see it. That's the worst part. They could see it and they didn't want to acknowledge it because they were like, what, what was, you know? Imagine that your rival is, I'm not comparing myself to this person, but probably in the mind of an insecure person, maybe. Um, imagine that your tennis rival is Serena Williams. You could talk all the shit you want, but that bitch is winning. So for, I think for an insecure person, obviously I do, I'm not comparing myself to Serena Williams. I could never, I saw her in real life last year for last fashion week. I was front row at the Vogue world when she Same walked girl. We, Vogue we were across each other. Exactly. <laughs> do you remember what you said to Jared Leto? I said, hi Jared. And he said, hello. And he walked away. Yes, I do remember what I said to Jared Leto. No, no. You looked him up and down and you licked no, him No, no, gosh. Goodbye. You looked, you looked up, you looked at him and said, hey Jared. And he goes, hello. And I said, <gasps> no, no, no. Taffy, stop. You're done. No, You're done. You, almost, you, you almost got him, girl. You almost fucking got him. I was like, yo, do you remember that people were saying, can I just take a picture of you? And it was with their phones. With their phones. It wasn't even like, it was just people on the street being like, can I take a picture of you? No. That's you, really and I'd be funny like, that you said. And I'd be like, give me your purse, give me your flowers. Give it to me right no, now. No, I don't remember this. But this no, I, th- so I thought I was just being normal to Jared Leto, but maybe I wasn't. Because Girl, maybe my- <laughs> you know the face you're already making. I know you see it. You, see, you know the face that you make at them. You do it with your lip too. You you do like a tiny duck lip. You're like, mm-hmm. no, and you I'm shake dead your head. Also, I'm dead because actually Jerry Leto problematic. You know, so oh, very. What, but you just very, wanted to see if you could do it, and you did it. I got, I know what it is. I know. I wanted to see if I could pull him, and it kind of worked. No, kind of. It did. Hundred percent. He stopped walking. We looked over. We were like, what should we get to eat at that truck? We looked away. Not him. Yo, I need somebody it to pull up so the CCTV camera from that night. Thank you very much. Love you. Mwah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know it, you know. But yeah, remember that moment where Serena Williams was like walking down the with the with the little girls behind her. Yes, yeah, so mad. Oh, that, what a woman! Imagine. I think that's how people who are insecure. The way like we could be going through like the worst week of our lives, but we post something exciting that like a new collaboration or an event that we went to, and people look at us in a way that's like so romanticized. Where like we could win, and I was t- I was telling somebody yesterday. They were like, can you blame um, someone for being annoyed with you when you say, 
you're going through a hard time. And I'm like, yeah, but at the same time, I could win an Oscar today. You could win the CFDA fashion icon of the world. You know what I mean? You could win that award today. But if you're not right in the mind, or if you get back into that car to drive home and your fight with your boyfriend is continuing or you and your mom are still not in a good place, it doesn't feel whole. It doesn't feel right. It just feels like something that you did. But if you can't share it with people, like that's the whole point of everything that we do, right? We're trying to share mm -hmm. a bit of ourselves with people because we feel like we're coming from a good place. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, it's hard when people that love you or are supposed to love you well don't because and this is something i also say all right you can't even pretend to treat me well for your fucking benefit at least use me some people that have fucked me over i'm like you couldn't have pretended to be good to me at least for a bag because i would have given it to you if you wanted to work with me on a project or whatever it took you so much pride that you couldn't even pretend to love me well that's crazy to me okay tiffy can i ask you do you feel like you are a good friend in my life right now Mm -hmm. I could say I could probably do better about showing up physically. You know what I mean? I could probably be better about that. I could say all the excuses in the world. A lot of it has to do with I travel a lot. So when I come home, I have like rent phobia where I'm like, I pay rent for this place. And I have two places. I have a place in Miami to be near my family. Mm -hmm. And then I have a place in New York. But New York is like my true home. And Miami is my hometown. So they both mean a lot to me. If I'm traveling a lot or if I'm not in one place, I need to make sure that that rent matters. Like, if I'm paying rent here, I better be here. That's one. And then, you know what I mean? I'm really feeling that right now because right now I'm, I'm in Kenya. I've been here for a few months and I, you know, I haven't been back home in many years and I really want to spend time with my family and my parents. And I'm feeling like, you know, I, I'm sort of torn between two places and that rent phobia yeah. is really eating me up because, yes. you know, that's where my like new home and new family is and then now i'm here and uh, it's just too much you still gotta pay for that wi-fi in fact you know what i do i tell my friends please go sleep at my place you, i will not charge you anything whatever this is an airbnb could somebody just use that place please i need to do that because can i tell you something can i say something yeah tell me um jesus christ i'm crying a little bit tell i'm tearing me. up so <laughs> tell me why my ex was using my wi-fi for a good two months when i was in kenya I'm, when I am in Kenya, I'm still here, baby. You're lying to me. You're using your Wi-Fi? He was using your Wi-Fi to talk to other bitches? To talk to no, other bitches, girl. babe. Because listen, why? No, because no, I got a Verizon bill and I said, this, this, this plus this is not adding up for me as a bad mm -hmm. bitch. No, no. I'm in a different country. Why is my bill, like my, because mm -hmm. I, oh, I pay $97. Right. Electricity mm -hmm. and everything, you know? Mm -hmm. So, because uh -huh. yes. my Wi-Fi bill is like $97 a month. I got a $350 bill. I called them and I was like, listen, I'm not in the country. I've not been in the country. They said, oh, but this is your bill. Why did I find my sleazy ass, sneaky ass, stank ass mm -mm. ex mm -mm. using mm -mm. my Wi-Fi mm -mm. probably to be talking to some other bitches and doing $350? What are you doing? You know... It's the sneaky, sometimes people will be like to me, oh, how could you, um, what did you think about when you found out he was sneaky? I was like, girl, I thought he was going to use it to throw me surprise party. I thought that was 
I thought, to talk you know, to the people I'm dead. No, bitch. No, but th- that's something else too that really gets me because I've only dated really supportive men, except for like when I was a teenager, because there wasn't a lot to like, you know, go get your degree. Oops, she dropped out. Like, there's not, there wasn't a lot for me to. You know, but like in my adult life, the men that I've dated have been really, really supportive. And they've all said afterwards, you probably get the same thing. Like, I really admire so much about you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the word brave and the word strong really pissed me the fuck off because I didn't ask to be brave or strong. You got it. You get it. Yeah, I get it. it. I'm tired of that shit. Like, I feel like I've. I'm I'm over it and and I think brave and strong like it's nothing like especially for me I talk a lot about my body and and how I'm living mm-hmm. and moving mm-hmm. throughout this world as a you know a, a curvy mm-hmm. black bald African woman and they're like oh but mm-hmm. you're so brave and strong and I, no I'm just living my life and for you that feels other for you so you think it's brave and strong but I'm just out here living especially when it comes to men this is me just being a bad bitch me being a woman who's walking throughout this world when it comes to my friends oh, yeah. this is just me mm-hmm. living and and, and thriving in this world this is nothing about me being brave and strong i'm a soft dandelion twerking in the, the meadow of, of and dollar bills i tell people i'm as delicate as an hermes scarf i am oh! to be protected and Amen. i am to be cherished Period. but don't you dare don't you dare fuck with me you know like you're never gonna get the same person back you know what i mean like i really do match energies i really do if you want to stay in the Hermes, I'm not running to get the club soda and the salt. You stay in your Hermes. You know what I mean? People are like, you're so strong. You've gone through so much. And I said, and now look at you giving me more to overcome. Are you proud of yourself? You proud of yourself? You know what I mean? Sometimes I look at men and I'm like, now I have to learn how to like get over this and heal from this. You know what's crazy? I probably would have been the same bitch if you had never hurt me. I have to get this new college credit. from, And I was already on my way to get my degree. <laughs> Like, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And also, you thought you were special enough that you thought you could fuck me over. The only person that is special enough to fuck me over is I'm pretty sure I asked Jesus to make me a Nepo baby and he misheard me. Yeah. He misheard me for sure. I'm pretty sure I asked to be Rihanna and ASAP Rocky's baby. I'm pretty sure I put that request in. But alas. When we get to that point, you know... Mm-hmm. Let's let's have that conversation because that boy mm-hmm. did not have to be. It was you. It was you, Teffy. It was me. And I don't know what he did and who he knows. He must be a Nepo baby in heaven himself. They're everywhere. No. They're everywhere, girl. Straight you up. Know? Listen, I was supposed mm-hmm. to be... I was supposed to be something else. I was supposed to be Oprah Winfrey's edges. Oh, yeah. I was supposed to be Michelle Obama's stylist. I was supposed to be Michelle Obama's cocker spaniel. That's cocker what I was supposed to be. That's Babe, what I, was to be. I was supposed to you be know? the dust on Barack Obama's left um, Abercrombie and f- whatever he wears. And that mm-hmm. didn't happen. I'll take being a bad bitch, though. I'll take yeah. being a bad bitch. You know he wears Brooks Brothers. You know he wears no, Brooks, Brooks Brothers. No, Brooks Brothers and Stan Smith. Because, listen, my dad, the mm-hmm. original No Ordinary Noir, is uh, <laughs> like Barack Obama is a style icon. And so we recently styled him in this like outfit. If you guys go look f- this word like Barack Obama in Stan Smith's that is what my father is only wearing yep. to bed to church um to to the local taqueria that's all he's wearing I just want to let y'all know you know what I call Barack Obama when I say happy birthday to him every year happy birthday to Michelle Michelle LeVon Robinson Obama's husband uh, period. Many, period. many blessings to you and your <laughs> wife 
you know what i mean i love that i love that and i know taffy i'm really manifesting mm. a, an interview between you and the, mm. and the michelle no, we, no, oh no, with God. you and Michelle and Barack in the back being like, oh, can you, oh ha, with Barack in the back. Would you guys like a little bit of water? Can <laughs> you let the girls talk, Barry? Can I said, like, the girls please, talk? please. Come on. Come on yeah, now. A, but, you know, Michelle Obama said something about, uh, said something um, about, you know, fighting with people or confrontation about people that changed my life. And when I want to go low, mm. I hear her voice. You know what I'm going to say? When they go, go low, low, we go lower. We, oh, hi. Oh, okay. no. And Sorry. Now people oh. say, and I go oh. to hell. I okay, go to hell. Because you know? I've been going to, I've been going to hell. And that, but it's easy to do that with friends. It's easy to do that with friends because we know too much and we know what hurts. Men just say whatever and hope it hurts. And I friends know. know what to say. But babe, I just feel like maybe I've been saying I'm going lower with friends of recent and with men because the, the bar is in hell and the devil himself is tripping on it, baby girl. Right. So. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but no, no. Mm-hmm. But when they go low, I be going high. Higher. Mm-hmm. Higher. Uh-huh. But um, yeah. also sometimes when they go low, I go lower. But. Michelle Obama did that, mm-hmm. baby girl. She did. She did. She did. So there are times when, like, I try to be, like, the, so that friend, you know, like, I really had to go higher and I had to say, you know, I'm not the person this person is mad at and I'm not the person that um, this person actually hates. I'm just a mirror of everything that they wanted to do and did not have the courage yet to do. And I have to tell myself in the future, let's say, because so many things can happen, especially with the internet, things can change in a month, in a year, in a day for people. So if in the future she gets to a point where she is a colleague of mine, a peer of mine, I'm happy for her, there's space for everybody. But she has to live with the fact that she lost a good friend too. So when you say like, am I a good friend? I could show up more, I could be more present, however, I know, and I've asked my friends this all the time, you know that you can call me for anything. You know that I help you hide the body. You know I'd bail you out. I'd get you the best lawyer. You know, like I, you know you can talk to me about anything. Nobody would ever know. Um, you know that you can always stay at my place. No questions asked. All my friends have their code to my apartment. Like everything, everything. In those aspects, yes. I'm just trying to learn how to balance more. And I think that's like an age thing too, where we are tired. I'm getting tired. I'm not trying to party all the time. I'm trying to be smart with my decisions. I want to be rested in the mornings. Um, I need to be creative all the time. And that's like really, it taxes on a person. So I understand, but I don't miss a birthday. I did see a new kind of friend with like tasting success. I did have another friendship breakup where I realized that this person was always encouraging me to spend money like spend it go do it spend it spend it spend it spend it buy it buy it buy it not healthy at all but also that they would benefit from like they oh. wanted to go on the ship fuck it let's go let's go let's go you're spending you know? on them i know and i was like when i was broke we weren't this close ha! can you wake that up it's just like friendships where you feel like you're being used or friendships where yeah. you're feeling like it's unrequited and and 
I'm here putting in my everything because I care about you and I love you and I, I want this friendship to be whatever it is. And it's not even me because I'm a content creator. I imagine, you know, right now there's a lot of people in Paris for the fashion shows and you see these little girls who are doing fashion PR, like they're in their mid-20s and they have access to a proximity to celebrities that probably their friends see. And I wonder if people are like, that's my friend. It starts like that. That's my friend, that's my friend. But for me, of course, I'm who I am online. There's not enough Adderall in the world for that to be a fucking character. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So who you see online is really like who I am. However, I am very vulnerable online, but I never give details. I always say this to people who want to do content creation. I don't have to tell you, like my grandfather passed away in 2019, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't have to tell you how this person passed in his life story. I can tell you, you know, I really miss my grandfather. And I'm really upset that I'll never get to talk to him again. And that is enough for people to relate to. Because if you get too tied down into specifics, one, you're only attracting nosy people. And two, it's no longer a conversation. It's more of a presentation of pain. And I don't ever want to do that. Of course, like shit, it's an, you can create safe spaces and go into details and all that, whatever. But for me, that doesn't accomplish any, any kind of community for me, right? So on online, I may not be giving excruciating details about things that have hurt me. And that's Teffy, right? But Estefania, who I am in my private life, those access to those details are like very personal to me and very um intimate you know what i mean like it's an intimate thing so when i give people access to that kind of intimacy with me and i tell them about my mistakes my regrets the things that i've hurt the things that I haven't gone my way the people that i miss for them to turn around and look at me like a bank hmm. that is and it happens a lot you know because you start to realize i feel close to this person because they have made themselves close to me but how come every time we're together, I end up spending like $20,000. There was a time in my life, I only started making money from what I do when I was 30. So I'm 32, right? That's a short amount of time. That's about the time when fucking Bella and Edward Cullen were broken up, all right? Short, <laughs> short, short, you know? Yes. But before that, I used to write in my manifestation journal, one day I'll have $1,000 in my bank account. One wow. day. And these are all people that knew me during that time too. Mm -hmm. So it got to the point where I realized, you know, somebody was just saying fuck it do it do it do it do it and they didn't care and while my other friends were like Tuffy stop think about this like do you need to go to this place do you need to buy that or they would say this person would recommend like a great deal for me or something a great opportunity for me and I ended up spending so much money and they got to come along and they didn't spend anything and they got to take pictures they got to tag me and I started realizing oh no this is a clout chaser yeah that's what it is and they and I would introduce them to friends in our industry and we have the opportunity to meet really really amazing inspiring people right and really kind people and I would see by the time that we got home she had like added them all and had already dm'd them let's hang out let's hang out and I'm like this doesn't feel normal you know so then the moment I stopped saying you know I'm not spending anymore and I want to you or like let's do something not that doesn't cost me so much or whatever that you don't benefit from that just it dissolved that friendship absolutely went into the past you know and she knows it she knows it that's insane as in babes i whew, i felt that and honestly i'm sorry it's that tacky. She, it's, it's tacky and it's it's weird and just you're just trying to be a genuine person on your end you know just like speaking from like somebody i i support you from near and from far and and, and somebody who just like really 
just as a mutual, honestly, who just wants the best for you 24 7, 365. Like, I've just been Same. seeing everything that you've been doing, and it's been so amazing and inspiring and phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And, like, you recently attended the Golden Globes with your outfit to die for. Please save the I outfit, died. save the hair, <laughs> save the makeup. I'm coming to get it. Love management, baby. You looked so freaking stunning. I just want to ask if you had a ceremony dedicated to you who number one would be your plus one and what would the award ceremony be if i had to have an award ceremony i hope it would be um when you're online you get a lot of troll comments and i don't care if you have 40 followers or 40 million followers you're gonna get people who want to say stupid shit to you whether it it. comes from it's true like they always want to try something with you it's usually from a place of like self-hatred or they can tell when someone um, they can see an Achilles heel from a mile away. You know what I mean? Um, so no matter what, you know, so in order to continue going, like you have to have a goal in mind. There are a lot of people that just like want to be seen and want to be vloggers. And I completely respect that. I just think it's really hard to do because when you get that kind of hate, there's nothing for you to hold on to in the future except mm-hmm. tomorrow's vlog. You know what I mean? Literally. So I had to think of a, like a greater purpose for myself and what I my dream is to open shelters and community um, youth centers all over like Miami and New York. That would be, um, uh, that's my dream, you know? So hopefully if I were going to an award ceremony, it would be because of the support that I provide for the community and the way that I have been able to provide safe spaces for people because I had a wonderful wonderful set of connections and a community to support me i never truly was in need of support it was always given to me without being asked like whether it be my mom my grandparents her friends that she's known since kindergarten my aunts my uncles i've always had people around me but i know that there are people that do not have that right especially when you live in cities like miami and new york they are usually melting pots of different immigrants right and i know that that can be really scary because I've heard it from my family that have come to this country how scary it can be to not have anyone. So if I can provide support to people in some way, I hope the ceremony would be about that. Um, maybe it would be a ceremony opening up another shelter or another community center. That would be sick. Also, when I say that, I don't want people like when I say about like a community service and stuff. I sometimes um, people are like, yeah, but like. You know, you also have personal goals. Of course I do. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I want to buy a house. I want to buy a nice house. I want to have a car. You know, I want to I wanna be able to go to a restaurant and not worry about, you know, the check and sweating. You know what I mean? Because I've lived that my whole life. I want to be able to go on vacations and take my mom and other people on vacations with me. I want to spoil the people around me and I want to be able to spoil myself. But all of that would feel so pointless or like so like selfish or like hoarding. It would feel like I would be hoarding opportunity when at the end of the day we're just a speck floating on a rock in space you know and <laughs> yes I also want to make the people who work with me you know like whether it be like my um, my management or my agents or my PR or the people that help me every day like the people who help me coordinate things and all that stuff like I want them to feel proud of the person that they're with too you know what I mean mm-hmm. so that comes with a lot of not pressure too but I do try to be the best I can be every day. The only thing getting in my way, though, is that I have insomnia and sleep is really fucking me up. Whew, babe, know? I got you on that. I feel like it's it's hard. I think just when you are 
um, a bad bitch moving throughout the world. I feel like you have a lot that you're giving, a lot that you're receiving, a lot that, you know, you you have planned for yourself. It's kind of hard sometimes because your mind is just working, te- like running 10,000 miles an hour. And I feel like that too. And I feel like I'm going to take us into a little like version, not a version, a little portion of my podcast called the queen's archives where there's a lot of people who have a lot of questions about just like things like that where their minds are just racing it's like god damn what do i do i all these things so welcome to the queen's quarters where the the people of bad bitch landia ask questions okay my love So we have a few questions. I hope you are ready to give some advice eh, or whatever you can give. Okay. But the first person asked, um, my best friend never celebrates my wins. I feel so sad about it and don't know how to address it. Stop telling her about your wins. Let her find out through Instagram. How? You know, something I've learned is like the people who really were like crossing me, I would like block them. I would like block them on Prosper. But like somebody was like, yeah, no, don't block them. Just let them see. Let them see winning mute them i always mute them like if it's a person in my life like if it's obviously like a little troll yeah it doesn't take a lot for me to block you babe Uh um but like if it's a person in my life that i feel is giving me a little evil eye or something i mute them and you know i can't imagine like because the friends that i've had i've had for many years Mm -hmm. um and we all know each other um since Miami days, since we all lived in Miami. And you used to be one of the first people I would tell, right? Mm-hmm. I love to imagine their faces hearing from somebody else. Oh, you didn't know? Now that's where you are. That's the position you are in right now. Take it. Period. You put yourself there. You had VIP and now you're in GA. And now in you want to come back? I... Please, I, I snapped off the wristband. I don't know what to tell you. You finna be in the pit. You finna I can't be. believe you made me say that. <laughs> in... Yeah, you finna be in the pit. And I think it's okay to leave people it. there, people who are not reciprocating mm-hmm. or any your energy. You go where your energy, your love, your vibes are reciprocated, and that's on that. And that I, I, you know, I, I feel what you just said. Like, no, stop telling your friend. Worst case scenario, you lose that friend, and you lost somebody that never wanted good for you. Period. Best case scenario, they call you, they show up, and they say, what's going on? Mm-hmm. How do I fix this? I love that's it. it. You know, you're good. You're Gucci, babe. Baby, next one. I didn't show up for my friend's birthday dinner because I honestly was going through a lot mentally, but now she wants okay. to end our friendship. How do I deal with this, girl? Uh-uh, no. Okay, I'm going to say something. <laughs> there are a lot of events that I RSVP to, and the day comes, and I'm either overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i someone that if I haven't done everything that I have to do that day, work will always come first. I cannot go to an event unless, of course, like there's an opportunity for me there or, you know, like there's a contract in place. Of course, I'm going to go. But if it's like a friend's birthday party, I always say the same thing. I would have shown up and you would have known something was wrong with me. I would have made it about me. It's your celebration. Or even worse, I would have shown up in a place where I would not be able to celebrate you and I wouldn't be my best self. I wouldn't show up as the friend that you needed me to be. So for me to stay home, not only am I putting myself first, I'm putting your day before me too. Because I could show up and maybe being with my friends would make me feel better, maybe. Mm -hmm. But I always say this too, don't go out because if you're in a bad place, alcohol will only make it worse. You know what I mean? You'll be anxious. 
you will terrible terrible would not feel good at all yeah if you made an executive decision on this friend's birthday that she is upset about if you made an executive decision for your best self and for her day Mm -hmm. and that person is upset about it only one thing comes to mind did you guys have to pay for her dinner did more (laughs) people have to pay more that's what gets me was there an expectation of you financially that you did not fulfill and now that's what she's mad about because think babe if I came to you and I said, I am so sorry to miss your perfume launch, whatever, but I am in such a rough spot, what's the first thing you would say to me? You would be like, girl, take care of yourself. Babe, don't worry about it. Yes, don't worry about exactly. it. Exactly. Take care of yourself. Exactly. Unless you had already bought bottles and it was up to us, then you'd be like, are you sure you can't make it? That's the only thing that I can think of. Yeah. That has ended a lot of friendships. I've seen people make videos about it where I didn't go to my friend's birthday. She doesn't want to be friends with me. I think it's people feeling like, oh, you're not showing up for me on a special moment it's like no I, I can't if I'm explaining to you I can't do this thing that I wanted to do because of these things that are happening as a good friend you understanding that is the the halfway point and you know uh, there's a my friend Dana Patterson I don't know if you know who she is she is you would fucking love that bitch I love her I love her <laughs> I love it and, uh, she's a content creator too but I she literally DM me a what's uh, like a voice memo and was like, bitch, I love you. And I said, oh my God, that's my favorite way for people to feel about me. So, I, so, I was like, so then we started talking and now she's like really, really one of my really good friends. Um, and she has this term, um, there was already a bee buzzing in her bonnet. You know what I mean? Like there was already something bothering this person for that to be the final straw. Like whenever things end in a weird way, I was like, mm, this is a scapegoat for something else. This is covering up another feeling, another thing. And you didn't know how to end it with me. So you're just taking something technically okay to end a friendship over what i will say though is sometimes people will say you know how could they not have done this for me i've done x y and z for them and my mom used to tell me that truly generous people expect nothing in return Mm -hmm. so that's another thing if i gave you a cookie i don't think you owe me a cookie Mm-hmm. It's because I just wanted to give you this cookie, you know? So sometimes when I hear about these birthday parties, I wonder, does this person feel like you make everything about yourself? Does this person already has some, already have something in their mind about you that this is just like, it's not because of the birthday party, this is just one more thing for them. And I think that's a conversation to be had. If you think this friend is worth having, I don't know if you want to be friends with somebody that's so easy to let you go. That's weird for me. That is weird for me too. And, and I just, you know, to just top off of that, if some Somebody out of nowhere just comes and says, hey, I'm kind of over this friendship because of this one thing that you did. Just what you said right now, which I've experienced, you know, I feel like Girl, you, you, you are enlightening it up for me. God damn. You know, it's like if if that one thing it's like, oh, you didn't do this. Oh, but babe, we've been friends for seven years. And that one thing takes them off. Like you just said, there's a bee buzzing in the what? In the bonnet, in the bonnet. It's like when you think about it in like pilgrims and stuff like that, when they had that like, or like people in cults, how they wear that like those old clothes, like that bonnet that ties under the chin, you know what I'm talking about? It's like one of those things. Um, and like, I picture like a woman like getting a bee stuck in that and she's like waving her basket in the air. She's like, oh my God. Like, that's what I imagine. That's what I imagine. I was imagining a, a bee stuck in, in like the hood of your car, but also yes. that. <laughs> yes. Like there was already yes. some kind of madness happening that this person was not communicating and it was the last straw and you were not aware and then they came out like this it's like the mosquito in your ear when you're trying to go to sleep like that 
You know what I mean? It's not your problem if they didn't bring it up to you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. they should have brought it up to you. Sometimes I see a lot of people complaining about um, their friends and that they want to break up. And I'm like, should you go through this friendship breakup or should you guys not be that close? Yeah. Should you lose a friend of this or should you just not let it breathe a little? And maybe you guys find each other again later on in life when things are more settled for that person. But do you have to end this friendship? Is it that bad? Or should you guys not be best fucking friends? Is that just a person? (laughs) Is that person just like a person that should be in your group chats and that you see every so often? That doesn't have to be your fucking girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? We just need to get to that point where it's like, listen, you put yourself first. You're the priority. You're the prize. Yes. You decide what you need and what you don't need and what's in and out for you. Which, baby girl, tell me, what's in and out for you? Okay, I'm going to tell you a few different things and you tell me what's in and what's out. Okay, you ready? Okay. I'm ready. Okay, being a third wheel. In. Ooh, tell me more. I love it. I love it. I love seeing my friends in love. It's the best thing in the fucking world. Are you kidding? I love it. That's the sweetest thing. Like, I say the same thing to my siblings. The greatest gift you guys have ever given me is um, being in love and, and letting somebody love you in return. That's the best, knowing that your friends are with somebody good and nice or, like, trying to get to know their partner. So the three of you have, like... A, a friendship beyond you know that's my girlfriend's friend if my friend loves you you must be lovable until you give us a reason not to i want to get to know you too i love you know that. oh my god taffy ah obsessed okay <laughs> dating your friend's ex oh that's been out Ooh. dating your friend's ex i think it everything is specific to that one person but in general for me i don't want to lay in bed with somebody that's been laid in bed with my friend mm-hmm. um if this is somebody that you used to be friends with like that you is an acquaintance and you guys really hit it off and they broke up years ago that's okay but I just don't think a man is kind of, is worth that kind of war, you know, unless you feel like this person, this potential partner is like a soulmate of yours. But if we're talking about a cis heterosexual man, I just don't know if it's worth that kind of war, you know, that's just me. Um, setting boundaries. In, in. And I think that people think that setting boundaries is don't DM other bitches. No, that's not a boundary. That That is a standard. That is a standard. A boundary is when you tell your boss, I will not be answering emails after 6 p.m. That is a boundary. You know what I mean? A boundary is telling someone, um, when I'm on my girl's trip, you cannot show up. When I'm on my girl's night, please do not um, reach out to me. I'm out with my friends. You know, setting a boundary. A standard is the neighborhood where you live. A boundary is your fencing. Period. That is it. Mm-hmm. Okay, last but not least, not attending your bestie's birthday. <sighs> I'm going to say it's in because I'm on that bitch's side. Okay? <laughs> I'm going to say that's in. I'm going to say the pressure. I, you know what's in? Jomo. The joy of missing out. Not Jomo. I love that. There's also Romo, the relief of missing out. Oh, yeah. That is in. FOMO <laughs> is out. FOMO is FOMO out. Is Jomo, out. Romo and, in the building. And I've told people too, I don't, I feel anxious. Um, I'm feeling socially anxious or I'm feeling drained. I'm not going to go to your big birthday dinner, but I would love to take you on a one-on-one like big brunch or dinner, you and me, and it's on me. That's better. Wake that up. Hello. Hello. They want luxury. Do you want to meet at the group table at Chuck E. Cheese or do you want to come with me <laughs> to Capitol Grill? Talk about it. Do you want to come with me to the Baccarat Spa, honey? Or do you want to meet at the local Chuck E. Cheese? Tell me about that. Like, thank you. People want to be grown and sexy till it's time to be grown and sexy. Unbelievable. Oh!
who's having that conversation? Taffy's having that conversation. Wake up. Uh-huh. Wake, Wake up. Snaps. Sit oh. around, kids. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> but baby, I love it. Thank you so, so much for sharing your gems. You're a gem dropper. You're a bad bitch. You told us what's good, what's happening. I'm waiting for the masterclass. I'm waiting for the TED Talk. We're doing it. We're doing it. I'll invite you. You're the only one I'm bringing with me. Period. No, I'm going to be there like, go bestie, go bestie. You're doing it. You're doing it. But baby, thank you so much for being here. And thank you for everyone for tuning into another episode of the Queen's Archives. Okay. Let us know where we can find you though. Where can we find you on the internet in real life? Let us know. Um, You can find me at Hello Teffy, at Hello Teffy, and also in your dreams, baby. In your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can find Taffy at Hello Taffy on TikTok and Instagram. Am I right? Yes. Okay. And about- I, I'm also I'm also tweeting here and there, but nothing really of substance, you know. No, but we'll you find know, you there too. You can find okay, her. Okay. Okay. All right. In all those places, and also a bad bitch in the streets, maybe in the sheets. But they would never know. But they will never know. I'll be back next week with another episode. Make sure to follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from, and I will be back next week. Farewell. Mwah.